0: Musicians Welcome to the Harley and Josh Show, ladies and gentlemen. It's just me by myself today. That is Josh. Uh, Harley and Josh Show is your music podcast by musicians. This week, uh, I'm going to be talking about my kind of general experience as a person in the music industry, as well as news later on that the CD looks to be overtaken by vinyl sales in uh, the recorded music sector. So I think that'll be an interesting topic, so stick around for that. We've got music by the wonderful Back to the Point uh, we've got some stuff by me, J.S. and the Lockerbillies, Swimsuit Competition, fisty Cuffs, and uh, I'm going to start off with one of my favourite local guys, um, local bands in general, just or just bands in general, to be honest. These guys are great. They're really making waves. This is Pet Needs with their new single, I Don't On Wanna Be Happy. I wanna feel the night of night in the last reprise. Was I Don't Want to Be Only Happy by Pet Needs. They're going to be playing locally uh, in Ipswich this weekend. So if you want to know more about that, stick around for the gig list and I will tell you exactly where. But uh, before I tell you anything about that, let's talk about this. What did I do? Well, um... I kind of had a very gigless couple weeks, actually, which was been uh, both blissful and painful at the same time. Um, as any musician listening in will know, that it's just like being yourself when you go up on stage and you are uh, in your element. Uh, but it's also the stuff behind the scenes of the work ethic that goes along with it and also you know, the amount of bookings that you have to deal with day to day to day to day to day to day to day. Um, so I may not have been gigging, but I have been working my buttocks off. Um but yeah, I had, to, I had a very lovely, lovely weekend away with my girlfriend Frankie up near the Peak District when Alton Towers. So I sort of took my my head off the game for a little while, which was really nice. Um, still did a couple sort of posts on social media, but I uh, tried to sort of make it a phoneless weekend as much as possible. Um, just, you know, posting about really kind of the music that I've already released and just sort of being like, yeah, please share this and like this and let me know what you think. Um, but no promoting and no kind of, you know, going crazy with it. I did actually sort of spend some of my time because we would be waiting in queues for um, for for rides for hours and hours on end. That's just what happens when you go to theme parks, isn't it? I was using the time there to um, sort of go through my sort of Facebook friends and invite them to like the uh, social media pages of the bands that I work in, so like the Lockerbillies or the Buccaneers, and uh, and that was really you know kind of a good use of the time. Another really good use of the time, though, was um, was Frankie and I thinking of games to play. And uh, you guys who have listened to the show a lot, um, we are available all over the place. So we've got our podcast on Apple Music, uh, on iTunes. We've got it on, uh, it'll be on Spotify soon. It's going to be on Google um, Podcasts. It's also on YouTube. Um, It's everywhere that you can find podcasts. But this one is so fun because we have a Facebook page that we put, a lot of uh, sort of Facebook games up that people can just sort of get involved in that are music based and uh, we haven't been doing them as much recently because I sort of ran out of time and and thought processes to come up with new ones but uh, Frankie and I were having some great fun thinking of new ones to come up with Um, so uh, we've got some really good ones coming your way for the next couple of weeks trust me Um, but the first one I used uh, which is on the Facebook page today was The Opposites Game which we'll come to soon um but yeah that was really fun to uh to sort of do in the queue i think a lot of people standing around us would be really thought would be really strange of us to be suddenly shouting out you know organized individual what are you, what are you trying to say I'm, I'm trying to say motley crew oh i see so it's the opposites game there are other ones that we did um like trying to link two band names together i trying to think of other ones now uh that aren't just sort of too obvious. I'm trying to think. There's, I've, I've got three in my brain now, which are one-word answers. So there'd be Queen of the Stone Age. There'd be Pink Floyd. Or Deep Blue something. So all three of those are terrible. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're kind of good. Or Fall Out Badly Drawn Boy. Yeah, maybe... So, yeah, if you can think of some other ones, have a little think uh, and send them over to us because that would be really, really fun to see what other people come up with. But, yeah, that would just help us to get through the, you know, hour-long queues to get onto the Wicker Man or, or, um, or into the, the Smiler and things like this. So, yeah, that was a really good one. But the other really fun part of our holiday was just choosing our playlist um, for, for driving up there. It's about a four-hour drive and uh, just sort of going around and uh, thinking of... Uh, you know, different albums that we haven't listened to in ages. So I'll just give you a quick rundown of the albums that we listened to on the way there, which has been really fun. Uh, There was uh, Alice in Chains with Dirt, the classic album. Um, uh, Rain When I Die, I think is my favourite track on that album. Um, Or Angry Chair, I don't know, maybe one of the two. Um, Two albums by Slash's Snake Pit. If anybody's never listened to Slash's Snake Pit, it was um, sort of Slash from Guns N' Roses side project for all the songs that he wrote for Guns N' Roses but were just didn't make the cut and uh but also you know it was a joint effort with the people in the band and it was kind of a different band it was matt sorum who was the, the drummer for for guns N' roses for you the user illusion albums uh, and i think the spaghetti incident as well um but as well as the bass player matt Innes, i want to say from uh uh, Alice Alison Chains, funnily enough. Uh, both albums that they've got out. Oh, and Gilby Clark, the guitarist from Guns N' Roses. So it was pretty much Guns N' Roses, but with a couple of different people. But they had different, two different vocalists. Uh, they had Ain't Life Grand. Um, had I can't remember the names of them, so I'm not going to try. And uh, It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Both really, really great albums. Uh, another one, well, we had stayed on the Slash thing. We listened to Contraband by Velvet Revolver, an album I hadn't listened to in its entirety for... I mean, probably about 10 years at least. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's full of bangers, that album. Uh, if you haven't listened to that one, it's just, yeah, that's mostly, that's pretty much Guns N' Roses, uh, but with a different singer and different rhythm guitarist. Um, after that, there's to a lot of Bonobo. So um, Bonobo, just an amazing uh, Simon Green, uh, kind of home ground sounds, uh, lots of electro- electronica with analog and, and acoustic sounds coming through. Um, some of the albums that he's come out with have just been incredible um you know i'm just thinking of black sands really at the moment <laughs> but um there's animal magic um crikey i'm trying to think of the other ones off the top of my head but we just sort of like listen to as many of it, as much of them as possible because he's just he's great for all different situations he's great for chilling out for dancing um just for having people around and having a conversation over the top but i mean i think yeah black sands would be my favorite but uh dial M for monkey was the first album i heard from him and I think it was the North Borders was uh, was one where I was in full bonobo flow. Um, recent album I think was Migration, which was which was really good as well. So if you get a chance to listen to him, like it's just the the best music for any situation. Um, what else? We listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, which was really 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 great just to listen to back to loads of music that we'd uh listen to as kids um Frankie is a massive Stevie Nicks fan so we're trying to listen to as as much of the the stuff that she'd written as well uh, my favorite flute Mac song would probably be Rhiannon because it's just an amazing amazing uh riff on that song uh, just it was really nice to play as well it's just a nice little kind of mix between uh a minor and f i think so they're two really easy chords to play on the guitar um what else did we go through we went through alterbridge bridge a couple of Alter bridge albums uh like blackbird uh i'm gonna say that that one is probably my favorite one to be honest um i really do love um Alter bridge for the reason is uh, a while back i played uh i played some music by uh by stratifier which is my old band which um Mikey Adkins was a singer. He unfortunately died this year in February. He was a massive fan of Alter Bridge and Miles Kennedy's voice. It's just an incredible, incredible voice. And uh, yeah, just listening to one of the songs, I think it was, uh, not Blackbird, I think it's um, Watch Over You, which was uh, an amazing sort of, yeah it's just so well sung and arranged and it's very emotional and uh, yeah brought a tear to my eye that one because we used to play that one live uh, acoustic so yeah r.i.p mikey that one uh, still gets me <laughs> um after that i was listening to a lot of eagles as well so we, we chucked a we chucked a big eagles playlist on i love the eagles frankie however doesn't so we only got through about three or four songs she was like nah please turn this off but yeah um uh, the Eagles have just got so many songs that remind me of of just walking with that tiny Philips MP3 player that you used to have with like 24 megabytes, and you could fit what 10, 15 songs on there. But yeah, some for for many weeks there was just Eagles songs on that on that. Uh, mp3 player for me but that was probably when i was about 15 or 16 it was either the eagles or velvet revolver (laughs) um other right well so we listen to oh new floating points album that's really good it's called crush um it's again it's similar vein to bonobo like uh, acoustic sounds mixed in with synthesized sounds uh to make these really uh just uh, spatial um edm idm kind of dance music that's just you know really thought-provoking What else? Oh, a lot of White Zombie. White Zombie and Rob Zombie, uh... I got obsessed with the song Dragula by Rob Zombie, um, which if you go away and listen to that after this, because it's just, if you like your industrial metal, if you like your bit of your Pantera, White Zombie and Rob Zombie are for you. They're just so good. Um, new Iggy Pop album, Free. That's really good. If you like the sort of spoken word, a bit of Nick Cave, a bit of David Bowie, a bit of Tom Waits in there. I think he went for the kind of the David Bowie vibe um, of Black Star, where Blackstar, he, um, uh, David Bowie used a jazz um quartet i believe to um sort of bounce ideas off of to write the songs for black star and really came up with some diverse sounds and uh, iggy pop has gone through in that similar kind of vein there he's got this uh, amazing jazz trumpet player playing sort of mutes in the background uh, as well as you know great bass guitar and drums um yeah i think uh, it's, it's, it's worth a listen definitely worth a listen it's not as raw as the stooges stuff it's much more sort of thought-provoking But i think yeah i think you might like it um speaking of really good new albums though is uh, giants of all sizes by elbow um that one has been uh, on constant play for me for a couple of days actually um that one yeah, well i say about a week actually <laughs> uh, that it's it's got radiohead type you know um uh It's just got this really sophisticated songwriting, which is apparent throughout the album, where it's sort of it doesn't just sort of chop and change and just do weird stuff just for the sake of being arty. It'll do a different song uh, will be a different sound, but will still you know encompass the elbow uh, a kind of ethos of Guy Garvey's vocals. Just uh, the the the, the single elbow released was was Empires. Uh, has been stuck in my head constantly. But the annoying thing is about it, the only thing that's been stuck in my head is the bit I don't like about the song, which is kind of like the bridge section where the the vocals sound really rushed and it just sort of sounded like I need to cram these vocals in because they're really profound or I don't know. It just didn't, it doesn't work for me. But the problem is it's an earworm, so I'm just stuck with it. Um, But yeah, I really recommend listening to that album, Giants of All Sizes by Elbow. And uh, the last album that was on a constant play actually which was uh, We Are Not Your Kind by Slipknot Uh, that one is is fantastic as a sort of a return to form by Slipknot Uh, just some of the songs on there have got this great uh, you know ability to, for riffs as Slipknot have always shown uh, technical ability as well as um you know just wonderful vocal performances by Corey Taylor just the, the growl that he can get and then switch to sort of these really pure vocals it's just yeah really quite impressive so yeah that was our playlist for the weekend we listened to loads um and uh yeah we learned a lot about each other's music taste which is a great thing about a road trip isn't it but anyway Less about my music taste, let's talk about some really good local musicians. Um, this weekend, we've got some fantastic people playing uh, at the Steamboat, uh, including the last people Pet Needs playing. This gig with this massive lineup uh, is including all of these people for the benefit of the wonderful Cuffs, who are recording uh well they've released they recorded it they're releasing a brand new album this weekend for their halloween special i think it's called halloweener is <laughs> great i don't think the album's called that but um yeah so this is a, a great new track from them they sent us a little while back this is called pop punk's not dead this is Cuffs. That was 50 Cuffs with Pop Punk's Not Dead. Uh, that is going to be released this weekend. Shout out to Scott Norman. Thanks for listening here, mate. Um, you need to get yourself down to that gig. There's an amazing lineup for that. Um, and also, the other tracks that are on that album that we've heard so far, we've only heard three of them, uh, are really great. We've played Gary on the show before. And uh, it's just, yeah, there's, it's so tongue-in-cheek, but it's also, you know, they've, they've got a lot of love for the songs that they're writing. So it's not just, you know, for the heck of it. They're doing it because they love it and they're doing it because it sounds good and it's fun to to watch live. So you really want to check that out this weekend. So yeah, um, as Harley's not here, I've got nobody to talk to apart from you lot, sorry. Um, So I want to just sort of swing something past you here, right? Just a kind of uh, um, a concept that I learned during university, which I found really interesting, um, which I'd like to just sort of get your two cents on. So we've discussed on this show before about genres um, and what's the point of them. You know, the uh, we kind of looked at it as a way of, of finding out what our actual tastes can be narrowed down to, um, what our friends are into, and where to sort of you know put something in a music shop. And so we kind of we found that it's it's very useful for marketing and uh, and advertising and. You know, for, for you know, uh, uh, finding a specific type of person for your product a lot of the time. If, you, if, if you're doing a holiday, you want to do some sort of chill wave stuff. Or if you're, you know, promoting uh, a, a new mobile phone, you probably want to do some EDM or something. Um, but my argument here that I'd uh, studied at university in the um, is that there are only three real types of music overall only 3. So we're not going into oh it's there's hip hop and trip hop and and uh, you know, grime uh, extra types of hip hop you know we're thinking of three types of music all of all time right those three types are jazz or improvised music art music so like classical and uh, and you know thought pieces as well as folk and folk would cover all of pop music so Let me back this up a little bit here. So, jazz. Oh, it's kind of it's more it's out there on its own rather as part of folk. Um, Not because if you think of like if you think of general idea of what jazz is, usually you think about what the kind of the fifties and sixties stuff with with Chet Baker and Miles Davis and John Coltrane. Um, But jazz in itself is is a very free. overarching kind of term for every uh, for everything that comes underneath improvised music. Um, you know, it's not really a genre because you know, if if you listen to one jazz band, another jazz band, they will sound completely different in so many different ways. Or they'll sound so similar, um, but that means because they're under the part of the same subgenre. So there are, you know, genres, subgenres, everybody knows that. But These are kind of the overarching umbrella genres that we're talking about here. So I would say improvised music um, is part of that jazz thing, but it's just easier to just say jazz (laughs) than sort of be like improvised music. Um, Art music. So you'd think sort of stuff from the Romantic period, Baroque, Renaissance, Classical, you know, all of that sort of stuff would be, I mean, controversial opinion here, but we'd be kind of like the elitist kind of music that wasn't really made for the masses, um, it was really this kind of romantic ideology of this is my genius, I must get it down and I'm going to get hundreds if not thousands of people to play my music <laughs> or just one person. But that can really uh, span from so many different types of uh, of art music or, or, or classical as a lot of people call it because you've got sort of serialism um, where you get John Cage where you'd have absolutely no music playing at all four minutes 33 there's no music at all but it is an art piece it's 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 made um you know as to be kind of an installation rather than something that will try to appeal to the masses this is where you kind of get to the in interesting kind of uh spaces between things where you're, you're a bit blurred lines because you might say the same kind of thing about i don't know like i said earlier about radiohead or Maybe the cardiacs, or some some amazing music that's come out from the underneath the pop umbrella, that really isn't just something that's just made to play played on radio and make some money. It's it's made as an art piece. It's made as a thought piece, but because of the format of its release, perhaps, or of its composition, or of its instrumentation, it gets thrown in. The same pile as everything else, and the elitist part kicks in where people sit there go, no, not the music that I know, which is the, the kind of idea I think needs to be out out of music in, entirely. But you know that's because I come from a pop background. So this third bullet point here is folk. So I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it. It's folk music now. Everything, in a way, is folk music, including. Well, including art and and, and, and jazz in, in some senses because it is music of the people. That's what folk is. It's music of the people. Not just of um, you know, everybody in general. There's so many different types of folk, right? So let me you know, talk about it here. When we usually think about folk, we think about country, um, you know, Western kind of stuff, or you know, we'll think of sort of bluegrass, or we'll think of like sort of European style. Um, you know, where we have shanties and things, but that's only because those are really older than the usual sort of genres that we know of. So you know, while there was art music around, jazz would be kind of incorporated. There would still be elements of improvisation all over the world. In you know, in terms of the, the Byzantine Empire and everything, and the Ottomans, but. The the kind of the interesting thing here is that uh, every single place in the world has its own folk music or every single type of people has its own folk music. Not only you're thinking of, you know, uh, you know, in Bavaria, you would have certain types of of umpar or whatever. um, Or when you go to uh, India, you'd have Bhangra. It's more about the fact of even smaller than that. So Brooklyn in the 80s, the folk music would have been hip hop. Um, is the music of the people and it's the sound that was growing from the hearts and minds of people that had to live in the area and uh, and were playing off the their community and the music that you would listen to the the voices that you would hear the uh, the people that you would uh, swap your beliefs with it would come out with a type of music and you know the places that you danced I mean hip-hop comes from from discos a lot of time of just people you know, playing records back and forth and then emceeing over the top of it. It'd be exactly the same as, you know, back when people would just have a guitar or just have a lap steel um, and then they would write some lyrics over the top of that. became folk music. You can think of other things. I mean, Birmingham in the the 70s, you've got Judas Priest and you've got Black Sabbath. Metal was the folk music of Birmingham back then. Um, If you think about sort of, you know, blues rock, london in the 60s you've got cream you've got Jimi hendrix uh you've got all these incredible musicians coming out of that um liverpool you've got the mersey beat that would have been the folk music of that time and it goes on and on and on and on i mean you know pop music in its kind of you know when what people say oh that's just pop you, you can't really a lot of the time put on a specific instrumentation or sound to pop music i mean you know we may sit there and you know lump katie perry and lady gaga um together sometimes their songs will sound so similar sometimes they will sound completely different but they are folk music on a wider sense almost because they're almost folk music of the world um you know so many people from different countries all over the place will all uh listen to this music and draw comparisons with it from it to their own lives which is the great thing About music in your locality. I mean, you know, when we go out and see bands like Honey and the Bear or Matt Bayfield, God rest you. You know, we would listen to their lyrics and would just be like, "Okay, I I, I can I can take something from that because I can hear my uh, my countrymen in there. I can hear my local situations in there. I can hear the sounds that they have taken as an influence from my local area, but." When it comes from pop music, because we're so interconnected now, we get that idea of everybody is in one kind of big commune and we're kind of playing off each other's ideals. So, yeah, there is my argument. There's only three types of music, folk, art and jazz. Each of them can be incorporated in the other in some other way, but they are still separate things themselves. And what do you guys think? Do you think there's other ones? Do you think there's even less than that? Just let us know in the comments and please be sure to subscribe and leave a little ding on the bell icon if you're on iTunes uh, on YouTube. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a review. That would be really, 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 really helpful. Um, so I would like to play some more music and to be honest, I'm going to be... Ooh, selective here. I want to play some stuff as it's been a quite a big streak of uh, of playing music from the same gig uh, and other places uh, around the UK uh, from playing punk music. I would like to carry on with a bit of Back to the Point. Wonderful, wonderful local guys. Um, this is their newest single, Saviour. Check it out. was Saviour by Back to the Point. That is now available on their uh, Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. I do very much recommend you buy that instead of just streaming it. I say that about everybody that we play on this show. Please make sure you buy instead of streaming. It may be the biggest saviour for the music industry nowadays, but it is not the biggest saviour for musicians nowadays. And speaking about that, let's get on to a little bit of serious news. Vinyl is set to outsell CDs for the first time since 1986, a new report reveals. Music. News. All right, so, this is, uh, has been a long time coming, really, I think, um... I've been thinking about this much more uh, that I walk around uh, record stores, including the big chains like HMV, as well as the smaller local ones uh, like Out of Time Records, that there is a lot more space being given to vinyl than there is to CD. Now, we can, you know, surmise why that might be or we can even guess at why it might be. Um, But, you know, this is been a long time coming that CDs are having a downfall and vinyl is either to blame or is the saviour for the physical, uh, you know, uh, physical downfall uh, of, of record sales. So let's have a little look into what this is. I got this from Rolling Stone magazine, by the way, as mixed uh, within the NME as well. I think the NME just got it from the Rolling Stones. Article anyway. So, sales of vinyl records have enjoyed constant growth in recent years. At the same time, CD sales are in a nosedive. Last year, the Recording Industry Association of America, RIAA, a mid year report suggested that CD sales were declining three times as fast as vinyl sales were growing. In February, the RAA reported that vinyl sales accounted for more than a third of the revenue coming from physical releases. So, I mean, you can see right there that it's not to overtake the CDs. Uh, this trend continues in RAA's 2019 mid-year report, which came out on Thursday. Vinyl records earned $224.1 million on 8.6 million units. So we'll do some quick maths on that in a bit. Uh, In the first half of 2019, closing in on the 247.9 million on 18.6 million units. So uh, vinyl made more, well, almost made as much the same amount of money on much less units sold. I think you can understand why. Um, Vinyl revenue grew by 12.8% in the second half of 2018 and 12.9% in the first six months of 2019. While the revenue from CDs barely budged. If these trends hold, records will soon be generating more money than compact discs. Uh, Despite vinyl's growth, streaming still dominates the music industry. Records accounted for just 4% of total revenues in the first half of 2019. In contrast, paid subscriptions to streaming services generated 62% of industry revenues. I, I stress that, industry revenues. Not musician revenues, industry revenues. So, still... This vinyl resurgent has been a boon for some artists, especially classic rock groups. The Beatles sold over 300,000 records in 2018, uh, vinyl that is, while Pink Floyd, David Bowie, Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix and Queen all sold sold over 100,000 each. So there's a couple points to go over there, really. So... Let's have a little look at this sort of maths to do here, right? If I can actually find a calculator, like I'm going to do that in my head uh, in millions. So, two hundred twenty-four point one million, huh? Two, two, four, one, two, three, one, two, three. Now that's going to be divided over um, eight point six million units, okay? Eight point oh. I did it wrong, didn't I? Why did they? Why did they divide that by eight? point six one two three one two three so oh goodness I've done it wrong again I haven't used a calculator in so long (laughs) this is why I shouldn't be doing this right so basically what we want to think about here is what the kind of average price of a vinyl is and that is about four point four pounds eighty really four pound eighty I feel like I've yeah, <laughs> well there you go. Four pound eighty for a vinyl, okay. So let's do the opposite for CDs then. So uh, CDs with two hundred forty-seven uh, and eighteen point six million units. So two hundred forty-seven, one two three, one two three. Divide a boy eighteen, one two three, one two three. Okay, so that's about thirteen pounds. See, I don't think my maths is going right here because they saying the CDs are worth about thirteen pounds per. CD sold, whereas vinyls uh, are really only kind of about £4 each. Let's try that again, eh? shall we? Uh, eight, one, two, three, one, two, three. Let's try that. Okay, yeah, there we go. There's better maths. So that's about £28. So vinyl would be around £28 for one disc right whereas a cd would be about 13 pounds so we're thinking about it's double the value of a cd so obviously it's going to be making more money when it's sold in that amount of units however you know there is a much higher price who print these things. Um, you know, I was looking recently at how to, um, you know, print some vinyls for the Lockerbillies. Um, Some people that do that locally are, are Cram Duplication. They're wonderful. They've got a lot of uh, my CDs printed at Cram du- Duplication. Check them out. Um, also associated with the wonderful Adam Merchant of Ghosts of Men. Uh, they, uh, they are, they are expensive things to, to buy and print, uh, especially if you're just an independent who does not have a record label behind them. And, Which goes on to my other point that, yes, you can see a lot of local and unsigned bands, you know, selling vinyl a lot more nowadays than they would have in the 90s. However, that still is a very costly thing to have to do. Um, You know, I just want to have a kind of quick look in a minute of, of, of what it was. But I think it was about for about 100 vinyls to be printed. It was about a grand. Uh, to pay for, so you need to be charging about twenty quid to be, you know, sort of doubling your doubling your money there, um, which is what kind of people usually like to do with their merch. It's it's, it's there to make the band's money when you know the, the pay from the venue doesn't really do it. So it's a really interesting thing to think that the 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 resurgent is really helping for the Beatles, Pink Floyd, David Bowie, Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Hendrix, and Queen all kind of heritage artists now that have already made their money and yet they uh can afford these vinyl uh these vinyl printings whereas somebody in our level <laughs> down here in Old Ipswich it's slightly more expensive I mean, slightly a lot more expensive and does impact, you know, the, the kind of money that you're getting in from a band. And there is no guarantee you're going to sell these things. I mean, you could end up with boxes and boxes and boxes of these vinyls that nobody actually wants. It's so much easier when you're in a big major label where they can sit there and say, OK, I know it's going to work in this market, in this specific country, in this specific town. Um, whereas here, we're like, we need to know that it's going to work in our specific market, in our specific town. And without, you know, having a marketing team and a PR company behind you, there's no way of knowing that that's going to work. So, there we go. If you think about it, vinyl is a great boon for uh, the the unsigned artist, but it's not always going to be the most cost-effective. CDs, I still think, are going to be doing quite a lot for the unsigned scene, and I don't think that these figures that we've just heard are taking into account that because you know when you go and buy a ba- buy a cd from a band at a gig do they use a barcode do they use a scanner do they give you a receipt no it's just literally um we put that in our pocket we put it in a we put it in our books and we cross that off the list when we go to the tax ban later on but it's not going through the system of that would, would be the same for hmv uh, let's say so You know, that's where the ASRC codes come in, the sort of unique product codes for things. I do have barcodes for these things, but only for when they go into uh, record stores, not for when I'm selling them at gigs because I'm not carrying around a barcode reader at me at a gig. Are you mad? Anyway, so, I I mean, you know what would happen. Immediately, I'd be starting to try playing lasers with it, with somebody or, you know, somebody would pick it up and shine it in my face while I'm playing. It's very distracting. Anyway, what do you guys think? Do you think that uh, vinyls, out, um, you know, imminently outselling CDs is a good thing? Or do you think it's a bad thing? Um, you know, let me see. Do you think uh, do you think it's going to change public's opinion on the physical copy of music? Or do you think it's just going to... Uh, business as usual. Who knows, eh? Give us a comment. Uh, find us on Facebook and you can let us know through there. Or you can find us on Twitter. And we are on Instagram. So what you waiting for, eh? Let's put some music on, eh, shall we? Now, I would like to play you some uh, stuff from another band that's playing locally in Ipswich uh, and the surrounding areas. This is the marvellous swimsuit competition. This is their new single, Never Gonna Leave You. That is the wonderful swimsuit competition with Never Gonna Leave You. So, let's get on to the very next part of the show with... Gig List. Gig List, indeed. It is time for you to get your diaries out, ladies and gentlemen. So, October 24th. That is this Thursday at 7.30. Here at the Smokehouse, we've got Rosie Plain from London and the wonderful Polly Preacher. Now, as I'm saying that, I've just seen it's sold out. So, well done, you guys, but sorry for you lot. Um, Here we go. Joe G, he's going to be live at the Swan and Hedgehog in Ipswich. That's this Friday, the 25th of October, at the reopened Swan, opposite the Corn Exchange. Uh, Yeah, I don't know whether he's going to be with his band or if he's going to be solo, but I know it'll be good, so check that out on Friday. Um, Also, Friday, the marvellous, the incorrigible... Miss Tallulah Times will be at the Live Vintage Lounge at the Cozy Club. Uh, she's been performing there, I believe, this week, should hopefully be with Mr. Rich Webb, um, as he performed with her before. Um, so doing this sort of gypsy jazz, gypsy swing with electro swing mixed in there with a lot of jazz standards and covers. So, yeah, check that out this Friday at 9.30 at the Cozy Club in Ipswich. Now, October 26th, you can find the King Driscoll's Live uh that's Saturday at 7 o'clock at the Sweffling White Horse in Saxmundham, Well, near Saxmundham anyway, because it's Sweffling. Um, they're a great band, actually. I've not seen them, but I've seen a bunch of videos that I checked out this morning. Um, yeah, got this really, again, folky vibe with uh, with banjo, uh, pipes, violin, double bass. Um, really kind of, they've got the the Mumford & Sons ethic a little bit, but they're kind of more traditional, a bit more kind of, you know, shanties and, uh, and these kind of like work songs. So, uh, yeah. You might really like them. They're all farmers as well and, and, and land workers. So it's going to be proper earthy. So check that out. That is at the Swerfling White Horse. Uh, this Saturday at seven o'clock uh what else we got friday at 7:30 the wonderful deeper are playing um they are causing quite a big buzz and who i just played a second ago the swimsuit competition they are playing friday at 7:30 here at the smokehouse so uh yeah make sure you get your tickets for that one because it could it could sell out that one uh what else we got uh, Saturday 26th of October at the Steamboat Tavern is the marvellous Sick Notes, I think they're from Grimsby, uh, the incredible Pet Needs who we played to open the show today, as well as the just one of a kind Fisty Cuffs, whose album is going to be launched this weekend. It's their Halloween Spooktacular 4, they do this every year, um, but they're releasing an album for you and it's brand new songs, they don't have that out on any streaming services just yet so you really really need to get yourselves uh, down there they, you can get the uh, album down there so yeah enjoy it we've got the, oh this saturday actually i'll be uh interestingly doing something that i don't know um we've got some interesting oh hi hi scott thanks for buzzing buzzing my phone when i'm trying to read it mate it's fine it's fine all right so scott loman says pet needs aren't playing so great Great, pet aren't playing, it's just Ghosts of Men instead. Oh, is that an upgrade or is it a downgrade? Who knows? Not even Ghosts of Men or pet needs, no. I don't know. So, yeah. Do uh, you want to see Ghosts of Men? I know you want to see Ghosts of Men. That's this Saturday at the Steamboat. Okay, right, what we got here? Uh, the Pyre Parade. We are playing that with the Lockerbillies, actually, this Saturday. Um, they are... Scott, stop texting me. I'm trying to do a show. Shut up. Right. So we've got the Pyre Parade is uh, basically a a way for people have been uh, sort of spreading these things. As part of Spill Festival, there's these black dog statues that have been put around Ipswich uh, with these ballot boxes underneath. uh, That Basically, when you put this kind of slot there with a bit of paper, you write down your sort of bad news and things you really that have really got you down or, or things that, that are happening locally that you don't like or happening in the world that you don't like. You put it in there um, anonymously or with your name on, doesn't matter. And what happens is that's all collected um, this week and put into a, a great big effigy. I don't know what the effigy is going to look like, but it's kind of this wicker man that's then going to be taken through Ipswich uh, from the Basiti Think Tank uh, from Saturday at around sort of 5, 6-ish. And it's going to be paraded through town to this place near the waterfront uh, or a secret location, who knows. Um, and it's going to be burned with a big parade of people with sort of torches. And uh, we're going to be following behind with JS and the Buccaneers. And it's going to be, we're going to be playing lots of uh, you know sea shanties and sing along things just to get people moving and get people singing together and, and enjoying themselves. So we're going to be following the procession. Then we're going to be burning all this bad news. It will be amazing. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you, Nigel. Yes, there will also be a samba band joining them. Uh, The wonderful Sam Boomba with Nigel playing with them, I expect. Um, Are going to be leading the parade through the town. So it's going to be drums. It's going to be, there's going to be, you know, shanties. It's going to be everything. Um, So just, yeah, keeping people moving um, and uh, once we finish the burning, we're going to be going back to the bicycle cafe, I believe, the tour where the Jess, Jason, the Lockerbelles are going to be performing. So I'm going to be performing at, during the procession as well as during the uh, after party. So if you want some Halloween fun that's a little bit less than a little bit, you know, a little bit different than just sort of dressing up and going out on the piss. Check that out. That'll be really fun. The Pirate Parade is going to be returning this Saturday, 26th of October. All right, what else have we got? We've got the Brewer's Arms on Saturday, the 26th. Uh, that is Altered Live with Bias, Chris Asker, and Sickerix. They're actually uh, filming a, a music video there as well, which will be really interesting. The Marvelous... Harry Isaac Presley, One Night Only, Charity Bash. He's going to be playing at the Salutation this Saturday at the 26th, raising money um, because he's just a good bloke. So if you like your Elvis and you like being a good person, check that out this Saturday. Uh, Halloweena, that's the gig by In and Out of Sleep, Benny Davis, and Back to the Point, who we played earlier if you like your pop punk. You can check that out on the 26th at 7.30. So where else we go? Oh, let me just quickly check what venue, because I believe that may be the Smokehouse, but I'm not completely sure. Hold on, hold on. Where is it? Yes, it is the Smokehouse. So that's the Smokehouse on Saturday. And last of all, I am playing with the Lockerbillies duo this Sunday at four o'clock at the Forge Kitchen, again, in Ipswich. So it's going to be a kind of Halloween show, that one. So that is uh, Sunday at four o'clock at the forge kitchen in ipswich get yourself down for that for a little bit of duo fun times so yeah i'm going to be finishing this show off with uh one of my own tracks but before that let's quickly have a have a glance back over all the uh amazing answers that we've got so the the game this morning has been make an opposite version of a band name and let others know guess the answer i'll start organized individual which will be motley crew um Harry Isaac Presley has put Private Friend, <laughs> which Lloyd Turnbull actually particularly guessed as public enemy. Private friend, public enemy. There we go. Uh, what else we got? Warm work from Chris Burness. I got that one. That was cold play. I like that a lot. Uh, Luke James Press put yellow night. I'm gonna guess that's green day. So that's pretty good. Uh, dry, dry, dry from Harry Isaac Presley, so I'm guessing that's wet, wet, wet. The organized rehearsal. Oh, I don't know what that one is. The Sugar Boys. Salt Girls? No, no, I don't know that one. The Kept Apart, which is The Clash. Nigel Boer. Thank you, Nigel. Um, AA Bottom. Very good. That must be ZZ Top. Uh, Cold Millionaire, which is Hot Tramp. Yes. I I think Celibate Swords has got to be my favourite one. Sex Pistols. The Celibate Swords. Uh, That's really good, that one. A couple of really good ones from Graham Tunnock here. Focus, which would be Blur. Um, What else have we got here? Oh, yeah. No from Harry and Presley which would be yes yes Simon well done Simon uh, rubbish hairless mammals I'm going to say super fairy animals yeah I think that's right okay and uh, oh Ali Sparry Hubert definitely Hurricane Ali she guessed Gary Mtannocks. He put sanity, she guessed madness. I think she was right. So, yeah, uh, I want to say thank you guys for listening in and keeping me company uh, this afternoon. Uh, We usually have a a musical guest with us, but I had no luck this weekend, unfortunately, uh, with getting somebody um, as Holly couldn't do it. So what did you think about the discussion earlier? The three types of music. Uh, What did you think about the vinyl and CDs news? Uh, Please do get in touch. We're on Instagram, at harley and josh show uh, we do also have a wonderful spotify playlist if i do say my so myself um, i'm a, i'm a big fan of it because i've compiled it all by myself and there's some amazing amazing music on there all from people that have played in and around east anglia and are from in and around east anglia so if you really want to find some brand new music who is your new favorite band you really need to check that out. Just check out Spotify, Harley and Josh Show, and you'll find it. Uh, until then, till next week, we will be back 2 till 3 IO Radio, or we'll be around every Thursday on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and all those different things. This is my track from JS and the Lockerbillies. This is my brand new single. This one is Demons by Me. All right, see you later. Bye. <laughs>